0: You know, the date's expired on this, don't you? Well, it was cheaper. Well, it's delicious. Hey, here's one made out to the sexiest woman alive. Oh, it's
1: for me?
2: You can pour my eggnog anytime, Peg.
1: From all of us on Married with Children, season's greetings.
3: Where'd
0: they come from?
2: Al, we'd kind of like to rent a video tonight, pop it on the old VCR, and spend a nice night at home.
4: What are you telling me for?
2: That's our VCR. Ah,
1: I know what let's do. Let's go over to their house and watch videos. Marcy, that's a great idea. You'll bring the food and the movies, and we'll bring your VCR. (laughs)
0: Let's rock. Thanks, Dad. Can I get a open? Whoa.
5: No Man Presents, live from the Nudie Bar, the Married with Children Podcast. And here are your hosts, Dan, Jamie, and Ab. Yes, that's right. Here we are. It is show 100, believe it or not, 100 Married with Children podcast shows. No, we do know that this is not the 100th episode, although it did air tonight at the same time this episode did. But no, we're reviewing episode 99, but this is our 100th show. Nice. Yeah, you know, we had a few specials, then we had two-parters that we did together. So, amongst everything, we ended up to be one show ahead of schedule uh, compared to the actual Married with Children show. But my name is Al, and as soon as I get done bundifying this chick over here, I'll be right back to talk about... Kids, what are you going to (laughs) do?
6: I'm Jamie, the original one-name model.
7: Wow. I know what they're all thinking. Dan has the biggest breasts in the room.
6: <laughs> I won't be stealing your flatware.
5: <laughs> <laughs> so let's you uh, yeah guys, we're reviewing kids. What are you gonna do? In need of cold cash for hot prospects, Bud and Kelly find creative ways to earn money while a disgruntled Peggy shares an uneventful evening of videos ...with Al and the Darcys, Season 5, Episode 19, Original Air Date, March 31st, 1991. Jerry Cohen Gets a Break, Director Linda Day, Writer Ellen L. Fogel. It's the 100th show, so we're going to play a lot of people. We've been asking you guys on our Facebook group page and Twitter for a couple weeks now to send in audio clips just talking about your experiences with this podcast maybe something about your experience with the actual show married with children and we were going to play it uh we asked for like 60 second clips so a bunch of people sent stuff in so it will be played throughout this show to celebrate our 100th episode of the married with children podcast
3: Woo!
7: thirty percent of it had to be deleted because it was all uh get that dude Dan off the show please
5: <laughs> oh stop that will never ever happen you are the party animal man you are the Jefferson of our podcast <laughs> sweet you are you breathe so much new life into the show it's incredible
7: why thank you at least uh, I, I don't think though I do have the biggest press in the room <laughs>
5: No, Jamie got that covered.
7: <laughs> Gotta
5: hope.
6: For my sake, know, more than surprised. anything else.
7: It's been a long winter, Jamie.
5: Yeah. <laughs> and all that crackling you hear in the background, Jamie is in um, a storm. She's, she's doing this from an electrical nuclear uh, power plant. Uh, <laughs> you know, like Christmas, uh, you, we couldn't hear you drive a dump truck through a nitroglycerin plant. That's where she's actually doing the show. She's not here at the Nudie bar with us,
7: <laughs> doing the late night shift with Bucky
5: yeah, are you do you have your hard hat on, Jamie? You're good,
7: <laughs> sorry,
6: I can't hear you
7: <laughs>
5: Homer Simpson's eating
6: donuts in my ear i don't I don't know.
7: <laughs> mm, donuts,
5: yeah. So Jamie will be pressing mute every time she doesn't
7: talk so we can hear Dan. (laughs) And we will be reporting back to her every 30 seconds for an update on the weather.
5: So, Jeez, did the room clear out? (laughs) Hell no, he said presents. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, fitting joke since Christmas was yesterday, but we are a Christmas gift in itself. So we're just a day late and a dollar short, just like Al. (laughs)
7: <laughs> we were that gift that nobody even bothered to open till the next day. Yeah, it was sitting under your tree just didn't open. <laughs> and you only opened it because the dog got at it and started ripping the paper off.
6: Well, people have called us fruitcakes.
7: That's <laughs> true.
5: With a footprint on them. <laughs> so Bud tries to impress a hot chick.
8: So he said to me, I just can't move my feet like you do, Bud. So he says, Hammer, please don't make me hurt you. Just watch my feet. And the rest, shall we say, is... A lie? (laughs) Yes. Yes, my mouth must be punished. Kiss me, you minx. (laughs) Now,
5: again, (laughs) we're with this (laughs) MC Hammer reference, just (laughs) just like the other show where Al accidentally said... Uh Hammers uh CD, please don't hurt right. me or
9: before I cheapen myself anymore. Are you sure you can get front row tickets to the vanilla ice concert?
8: Hey. Now I'm the one who showed Ice Hammer Steps. <laughs> now play that funky lip music, white girl.
5: <laughs> now, Wow, that's dated as it all hell, huh? <laughs> yeah,
6: and I don't get it. I wouldn't have wanted to go to the concert back then. Like I, well, I didn't. I, I didn't want to.
5: But, you
7: know. What about the New Kids?
6: No, my best friend had them plastered all over her wall. She was a huge, huge New Kids on the Block fan. I, however, was not. They kind of annoyed me.
10: And uh, <laughs> yeah? I, broke,
6: I broke up with a guy once, and he called... And sang, Please Don't Go Girl to me.
5: Oh, my God. Which
6: prompted me to tell him, well, he just put the final nail in the coffin. If I was ever going to consider it, I am not now.
7: Not now. That's hilarious. Way to blow it. That was like the best part of the uh, the It remake, though.
5: Yeah, with the kid who was obsessed with new kids on the block. Uh, what was that, Ben Hanscom or something? But uh, I forgot one thing here. So, Jamie, tell us about the title of this episode.
6: The title of this episode is Kids, What Are You Gonna Do? And it's from the phrase, Kids, What Are You To Do? combined with the catchphrase of the then WWF wrestler Hulk Hogan, What Are You Gonna Do When The Largest uh, Arms in the World Run, 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 run?
5: Wild on You? Yeah.
6: <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Wow. Brother. I've got Brian over here looking at me like, what are you doing?
8: (laughs) (laughs) What are you going to do, brother?
5: (laughs) That's great, even though our sources are wrong and Hogan actually said what you're going to do, not what are you going to do. But um, now, what's special about this episode?
6: This episode originally aired as a one-hour special along with the backdoor pilot showing of Top of the
5: Heap. Yep. Backdoor the backdoor pilot, yeah, that's that's how they appeased people. They figured, well, if we're going to do a spin-off show and you're going to watch A Marry with Children with, like, 10% Bundy in it, then we'll, we'll satisfy your needs of A with Children by showing kids what are you going to do and then playing this thing instead of just having uh, Top of the Heat play on, on a, a Sunday or whatever, and that's it. So I guess... That's okay, right, I guess, to do? I guess.
6: <laughs> I, I don't, I don't, I still don't think, and I said it on the last episode, I think, I still don't think it's fair to count a pilot episode of another show as the 100th episode of this show. Because, right. I mean, that is really stealing their thunder. And they earned
7: their thunder. Just like the thunder you got going on in the background. Yeah, you earned that thunder. <laughs> Let's
5: hope we can fix this before the next show. <laughs> we got to do something, guys. We'll do it. We'll get her back in the nudie bar. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Um,
6: My mom has been trying to get me back in the nudie bar for
5: years. <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> so, um, the lights go off. And Al comes down furious that a guy is on top of his pumpkin.
0: Hey, if I told you punks once, I told you a thousand times. <laughs> keep your hands off my daughter. <laughs> Yummy. Know
5: Bud got the Mongo treatment with the <laughs> head to the wall bash, followed by opening of the front door and. Oh, so so Bud starts knocking on the door after Al does this, and Al says, I love it when they come back for more.
0: Oh, I love it when they come back for more.
5: And when he says, I love it when they come back, he must be referring to Jake from one down, two to go, right? Because he's the only guy who ever got his head slammed into the wall. And actually came back to get it slammed once again. (laughs) I mean, hell, he even did the honors. He slammed his own head into the wall.
8: Oh, Oh, hi, son. (laughs) Turn on the lights. What for?
10: Turn on the lights!
5: (laughs) Now, Bud has a very reminiscent scene. I mean, this scene is just so reminiscent to the scene when he was fixing the doorbell in Do You Think I'm Sexy? When he got shocked. <laughs> right. You remember how when he, he opens the door and his hair smoking and everything?
7: Right.
5: And he goes and he stands in front of Kelly and he goes, Kelly, spell off. And he goes, spell it. And this one, he says, turn the lights on. Turn the lights on. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. He delivers both lines identically and he was standing in the doorway both times he did it
6: he's angry bad things <laughs> happen to him when he's in the doorway
5: when he's in the threshold standing at the threshold
6: of hell that's another <laughs> Christmas vacation quote
5: <laughs> yeah it's true we're in the the threshold of hell yeah um, he's like in it's like the limbo area right when it's out to normalcy and then in the Bundy house like once you're in there your mind I don't know
7: It's like the Twilight Zone.
5: Yeah, he just keeps repeating everything in that that
8: limbo. (laughs) Oh, hi, son. Turn on the lights. What for?
10: Turn on the lights!
8: (laughs) Does that look like Kelly to you?
10: (laughs) Does it?
0: Was you over there bundifying that girl? <laughs>
5: <laughs> and then Al was so happy, he said, "Was that you bundifying that girl?" Now Bud was really pissed that Al smashed his head against the wall and threw him out, but not not pissed enough that he would leave Al hanging. When Al gave him five, mm-hmm. being a proud dad, did your dad ever do anything like that? Like when you had a hot chick and she left, and did Dad go? Phew. Man, Dan, that girl's on knockout. Or whatever they said in the eighties or nineties. Like did
7: did your dad ever do that too or never. Not once. <laughs> ever. No, never? Okay. <laughs> well, to be perfectly honest with you, Alex, I've never met my dad, so <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I was I was trying to make a, I was trying to make a joke about it, but I couldn't find anything funny.
6: <laughs> well, I was I was over here thinking I don't know if Dan, <laughs> I don't think
5: that's a thing. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess Dan really never did mention his dad in six years. From <laughs> like, <laughs> I guess I never put two and two together. I just figured he never mentioned him in almost a decade. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it never came up yet.
7: <laughs> I know. Can you believe it in like the 10 years that we've known each other? <laughs> <laughs> I know. We just never talked about your dad.
5: And I love how we asked Jamie about Brian's dad. He's dad. Your dad, you never met. Like, I think we should just stop yeah, bro, with the dad question.
7: You're crushing me
3: right now. <laughs> <laughs>
5: I'd say this is the start of Bud getting some uh, legitimate action. I mean, you know, Trixie. Seems like the last of the absolute failures on the regular, right? Mm-hmm. No,
7: he's definitely on an uprise here.
5: Yeah, I mean, especially after what he said at the end of this.
7: <laughs> right. <laughs> Very true.
5: We'll examine that, too, though.
11: Mm-hmm. I gotta go. Call me when you get the tickets. And remember, the closer I get to ice, the closer you get to the heat.
7: Listen. Am I the only one that found this girl not attractive at all?
6: Uh, nope. I mean, I wouldn't say she's not attractive at all. I don't think she's a, you know, a dog or anything. I just, she's no Kelly.
7: She's better than Trixie.
3: Yeah.
6: <laughs> well, apparently uh, Bud has a thing for girls with curly dark hair.
7: But it also makes sense, though, too. Like you said, I I know what you're saying. She's not a complete dog. But at the same time, that's right in uh, Bud's range. Really? If he's on the Uprise, right? Well, let's talk about this girl. Now, this girl was in a
5: different episode. Didn't we just talk about her on um, the Weenie Tots episode? Yeah, she was Butter Lefkowitz. Okay. Yes. And now she's Crystal. Uh one episode later <laughs> What the hell are we doing here?
7: <laughs> yeah, clearly they don't uh, care about continuity.
5: <laughs>
7: They're like, oh you're here this week? Alright, come back as uh what's her name again? We don't know yet.
5: <laughs> yeah. How Hel-, Hel Helena <laughs> Apothecar,
7: maybe?
5: Yeah, probably. Listen, some something about names. And my brain just doesn't <laughs> compute.
7: I could be wrong, too, but she was also born on Halloween in 1967.
5: Oh, see, she's cool. So how old is she here? 67 minus 91. What is that? Uh, 42. No, nah, I mean, uh, in this episode.
7: <laughs> oh, I don't I have no idea. I, even that was wrong.
5: 24. <laughs> 24. Wow. A lot older than Bud, but that's cool, though. <laughs> that's cool for him, though, at this time.
3: Mm-hmm.
11: I told you how much i loved you
0: how much kelly
11: a whole lot
0: no i mean how much money do you want
11: that's what i was talking about a whole lot. daddy i need this money so bad our modeling school is going on this really important field trip to the old models home to so visit renee she was the first model who only had one name Since Renee, models from Amon to Cheryl Teague's have had only one name.
8: Forget it, Kel. Dad works hard for his money, and I say we use it only for necessities. He's gonna give it to me so I can get me some, aren't you, Dad?
5: (laughs) Now, uh, once again, Kelly needs money at the exact same time Bud does. Uh, it's not as on the nose as uh, exactly a hundred dollars each that they both need, like it was in the Weenie Tots episode. But back to back episodes, they <laughs> both need money exactly at the same time, and it has to go to just one of them, maybe. And,
7: and, and by the way, I I just I gotta I gotta hand it to this show where. They can just keep recycling the same <laughs> plotline over and over again and still make it funny. Like, it's always about them getting money. <laughs> right. Like, if you didn't do what we're doing, I and
5: I have never noticed that before.
6: <laughs> really? Well, yeah, but you didn't watch them in order either. Right. So... If you just watched it on syndication, you're right. You probably would never notice.
5: Yeah. Mm -hmm. i didn't so so it's weird seeing like them sort of recycle something so close to what they just did but they don't really make that the crux of the whole thing like al doesn't ultimately just give it to one kid so i guess i guess we don't have to make a big deal out of that so uh it's weird though kelly needs the money to, to go to on a bus trip or something to the old models home uh that seems just like a weak plot line um I guess they just needed to find an excuse to get her to work, and that was all they came up with and I don't you know it's nothing to like say you like or dislike i mean it's just it's just nothing really and
7: but. and I would think too, I know that kind of puts a spotlight on like you know how ridiculous it is <laughs> what she's doing, but at the same time, I think it would be i don't know they could have made a lot of jokes um kind of like. She was trying to lie, and she's a horrible liar, so she's... You know what I'm saying? Like, She's just so dumb. Like, I think that would have worked, as opposed to, like, that's a legit thing. Like, Right. Yeah, I never even heard of this. Right. That just implies that, like, there's a bunch of other um, younger models that are just as dumb as Kelly that would sign up for something like that, you know?
5: Oh, there are, Dan.
7: Oh, I know. (laughs) So...
5: This, she points out this girl, Renee, as the only model with one name. I couldn't find it, um, but I guess because pop culture just kind of owns Google a little bit more than anything else. I did find one model, Renee Alway, and she's sort of famous. She's like uh, third place on America's Next Top Model. And the, the reason her, she came up, I guess, is because she was in prison. <laughs> Thirty-two year old native was initially arrested in Palm Springs, California in June of two thousand thirteen in connection with felony, burglary, vehicle theft, and possession of a firearm as a felon. So check this girl out. I think it was around two thousand seven she did this at thirty-two. She's she's
7: pretty hot. Yeah, she worked for Tyra Banks. She worked for uh Dangertainment.
5: <laughs> <laughs> oh God.
0: Both my kids have legitimate requests, so uh, maybe I shall solve this as the oh-so-wise Solomon would. I shall keep my money and go to the nudie bar tomorrow. (laughs) So it shall be written, so it shall be danced.
7: Yes. Just saw him last night.
5: Yeah, he said tomorrow, but he said that the night before last night, so he
0: was here last night with
5: us.
7: Right, he was there on uh, Christmas, just like typical Al Bundy would be. Yeah.
0: But rather than see your disappointed faces on Christmas morning, Daddy will be at the Nudie Bar.
5: (laughs) We couldn't get him on as a guest because we were all just celebrating, drinking, all those fun things. But uh, we could not get him on the show.
6: Well, and you know what's funny about Christmas at the Nudie Bar?
3: Mm -hmm. What's that?
6: Christmas at the Nudie Bar, you empty stockings. Oh! Yep, I just made that up.
5: Yeah, you did.
8: Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. (laughs)
7: You empty bras and stockings. Oh, Jamie, we can tell. Yeah.
5: Oh, no, we believe you. Yeah, no, we got it. Now, Bud is in front of the house with a sign that says, Oil up the stud for $1.50, now $0.25. Jamie, how much would you have paid, Bud, had you walked past and noticed that sign?
3: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no. <laughs> no? What do you mean? How much? <laughs> no, <I> mean, <laughs> yeah, that's not a
7: price.
6: I don't want to oil up anyone. <laughs> and I'm definitely not paying to do it. I get irritated when people ask me to put on sunblock for them.
5: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just made a blind man drool. Yeah, this old lady offers one cent. He tells her to scram.
8: What's wrong with everyone, huh? I mean, surely a quarter's not too much to ask to rub your hands over all this. Yeah, it's a real bargain. You and I are a lot alike, boy. No, I've had
0: sex.
5: Buck is back to his regular voice and delivering great lines. Hey, I like when Bud says, "Me and you are a lot alike, boy." and He says, "No, I've had sex,"
7: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> as we found out from the previous episode when Cheech when Cheat played him.
5: No oh, God, I'm trying <laughs> to forget that one.
7: I guess Bud did not
5: go all the way then in any official way with that chick from
7: the uh, Gutter Cats video. I guess not, which doesn't make any sense. Well, then
6: define make a man out
7: of him, then. Right.
6: Apparently, there is some to debate some debate as to whether or not Bud lost his virginity in this episode to Crystal or to Janie in Season seven's wedding show. Though he seems oh. to hint in this episode that he finally had sex since he got her both up front and backstage at the concert, and she indicates to him... You know, the closer I get to ice, the closer you get to the heat. But all he said, though, regarding that was, I got her. It doesn't mean I got her. I've never had anyone else. This is the very first time. Right. I don't think this is him losing his virginity. I maintain that he lost his virginity
7: to the gutter cat's chick. (laughs) I rest my case, Your Honor. (laughs)
5: Um, Oh, yeah, and I should say officially, duh, I know we mentioned it, but Al saying the Nudie Bar, that was his first ever mention of the Nudie Bar. Oh, really? Yeah, so on our 100th show, we're covering the Nudie Bar's first appearance in reference.
6: Nice. Nice.
12: Hey guys, this is Christine from Germany. You probably all know me as the person who loves Peg probably a little more than she deserves. But I mean, she's so cute. I can't help it. I mean, have you looked at that face? Anyway, I just wanted to say congratulations on your 100th episode. That is so amazing. I've been listening to you guys for a little over a year now, and I've listened to every episode, and it's been so much fun. And as a person who is probably a little too young to understand all the jokes and references, and also as a person who's not from America... It's very helpful when you guys explain those references and jokes. And for that, I am very thankful. And I'm also super stoked for the coming seasons. I know they're going to be really great. So just keep doing what you're doing. And thank you for the good times.
9: Hi, Alex, Jamie, and Dan. Just wanted to congratulate you on your 100th show. I listen to it every day. Thanks so much.
12: Congratulations to the Married With Children
13: podcast. Best wishes from Married Married With Children never celebrated their 100th episode. Well, unless you count a spin-off attempt. And I hope if you do have a spin-off, it's not that lame. Anyway, all the best. Keep up the great work. And I'm with you all the way.
2: Hi, my name is Will, and I just want to say that I love the Married With Children podcast. Alex, Jamie... Aaron, Dan, you guys are the best. Um, I appreciate you guys. I appreciate the Skeleton Crew Horror Podcast. You guys are the best, and I keep doing what you're doing.
14: Hi, Married with Children Podcast family. It's Al's wife, Tiffany, and I just want to congratulate everyone on your hundred shows. That's absolutely amazing. Everyone, can I get a whoa, Bundy?
2: Hey, what's going on there? Married with Children Podcast and all patreon and facebook listeners um this is tyler tigno the was recently a simpson head and also commentator for the flush of his own with uh, jerry just want to say i love what this podcast is doing it's one of my favorites and i'm so proud to be a patron and be a part of it and see it grow this show is such a big importance to me I've only recently discovered it in the past three years, but I feel like I've known it my whole life. I can't wait to see what you guys have in store and to be a part of it for the whole ride. Keep doing what you're doing, Jamie, Alex, Dan, Jerry, and all others who may join. Keep doing what you're doing. You guys rock. Peace.
5: Now something's fascinating happened here. I mean it's it's haunting actually.
15: And at least I have the decency to die at 13.
5: <laughs> Buck was born April 26, 1983, and died May 28, 1996. Do you know how many years that is? Oh, that's 13. Oh, that's so sad. Aww. How crazy is that? Like, do you think he was chinked? Oh, the baby. I
6: mean, no, that's just an average age for a dog his size. But... Yes, uh... But that's just, wow, that's kind of creepy.
5: And what makes it even creepier is that we're reviewing this the day after Christmas. When we did our Christmas show with Sam Kennison, show 69 and 70 of the Marrow Children podcast, we talked about how he said he had a license plate made up on his car that said, hit me. And that's how he actually died. He was hit by a drunk driver. And now Buck said he has a decency to die at 13, and he really did. So the Christmas show of Sam Kennison, and we're reviewing this one the day after Christmas, and both of them said something about dying that actually came true. And yeah, you know, it is Christmas, guys, so be sure to revisit show number 26, 69, and 70, where we review You Better Watch Out and It's a Wonderful Life 1 and 2, Relive the Christmas Magic And hear it around the time of year you were supposed to. And speaking of the Sam Kennison show, we had our Patreon member, Stephen Scott, big fan of the show. He was kind enough to go to the cemetery Sam Kennison was at and show us his tombstone. And Stephen has a little message for you guys about a book he wrote. Check it out.
4: Hi, this is Stephen Scott, Patreon member and avid fan of the Merrywood Children podcast. I want to tell you guys about a book I've recently published through Amazon. It is called Abandoned. 14-year-old Jeremy comes home one day to find out that his mom and stepfather have packed up and left. Hoping they will come back, he does his best at school and navigating life. Jeremy takes in an abandoned puppy and then has to deal with neighbors, landlords, teachers, classmates, and two older teens who are not the friends he thought they were. He also develops a friendship with an African-American police officer. Jeremy wants to tell his officer friend or perhaps a teacher but is scared of what the future will bring in the foster care system. As he reflects on his life, he realizes his parents had already abandoned him emotionally before they left. Available at Amazon.com either through Kindle download or print on demand paperback. It would make a great Christmas gift that is abandoned by Stephen Scott. A big thanks to Alex, Jamie, and Dan and the Merrywood Children podcast.
5: Kelly is a roller skating waitress at Bill's Hilltop Drive In.
7: <laughs> Classic. <laughs> That's so
5: good. Thank God there's a street that leads all the way to her house
11: <laughs> Help me down the steps, Sneezy <laughs> Dump, stupid rotten job Roller skating waitress at Bill's Hilltop Drive-In <laughs> This is what I spent all those years learning my ABDs for?
8: How much money did you make, Kel?
11: Nothing this is my first order. Stupid people, with their stupid restaurant on a stupid hill. So these people order burgers and fries, and then they load me into this chute, fire me towards the car, and I'm doing fine. I'm also doing warp 10, zooming down the expressway to the yells of, it's a bird, it's a plane. No, it's a girl going 90 with a dress over her head. <laughs> You know, if mom hadn't made me stop kissing for money when I was five, I wouldn't be in this pickle of a fish.
7: Which is, whoa. Like, really? When did she start? Things that make you go, hmm. Yes.
11: But I just can't miss this bus trip. I mean, if I do, I'll fall behind the other models. I'm already failing smiling 101. Oh my God, now I've done it. My brain's beating faster. Help me.
8: Easy now, breakfast of champions. Now listen, from here on in, I'll do the thinking for the both of us, and you do the working for the both of us. And we'll split it 30
11: 70. Wait a second, wait a second. I'm doing all the work, right? So it's 30 for me. Okay
1: Oh Oh God I just love going to the mall And did you see how I controlled myself?
0: I couldn't be more proud of you if you were dead You know Peg, the least you could have done was stand next to me in line When they shredded my credit cards
1: Well it wasn't my stuff that put us over the limit It was that thing you just had to have so here it is, your Hanes underwear sewing kit. <laughs> so what do you want
0: to do tonight? Same thing the Rockefellers do, sew my underwear up and cry.
5: <laughs> so Al mentions the Rockefellers in this episode, and coincidentally enough, I was at Rockefeller Center yesterday.
7: Oh, that's right, dude. You were at Rockefeller Center on Christmas? Yeah. for the first time in years that how was it man that's that's on my bucket list oh I've done
6: that yeah I love Rockefeller Center at Christmas time
5: I actually went into the Plaza Hotel and went to the same place as Kevin McAllister did in Home Alone 2 I was in the same entrance he walked in when he first goes in
7: really and the hallway he walked down yep nice it was awesome Buzz's girlfriend
5: Woof (laughs) (laughs) Oh and guys You gotta see Macaulay Culkin Has made a resurgence With the whole Home Alone thing He did A review With the angry Video game nerd Of all the Home Alone games It was really good It's like 20 minutes long And he was really into it. It was really cool and there's this new Google commercial. Just type in Google Home Alone commercial. He recreates all the scenes from Home Alone 1. Well, not all of them, but like a lot of key ones. And it's, it's shot unbelievably perfect. You just have to see
0: it.
1: Come on, honey. I want to go out.
0: Peg, I just spent three hours in your presence. I watched you buy lingerie that I wouldn't sleep next to even if you weren't in them. <laughs> so... I don't want another chalkboard screech out of you. <laughs> Al! I don't want to go out And
5: Al tries to change her with the TV remote control. Did you ever try that?
7: It never works. <laughs> I mean, that that's a, that's a gift. That's a joke that just keeps on giving. <laughs> like, it's so stupid, but I still do it.
5: Yeah, on and off, volume, either one. <laughs>
7: And Al,
2: uh, we'd kind of like to rent a video tonight, pop it on the old VCR, and spend a nice night at home. What are you telling me for? That's our VCR.
9: Yes, I guess about a month ago, when you came over to borrow a soda, and we said, take whatever you want, you might have misunderstood.
5: He's been using it since then. Now, this is not the first time Al did this. Uh, didn't he take their VCR in the the Harder They Fall episode, where Steve knocked out the midget? Yeah, they just got up and took all their stuff, including their VCR, and just left at the end of that one. Um, I guess that he brought it back since then and then took it again.
7: Yep.
4: This is Luigi Petalino, and you are listening to the Married with Children podcast. I have been a loyal fan, no fanatic of the show, for more than 30 years, since day one in April of 1987... Many thanks to the producers, writers, and actors for making me laugh for all these years. Special thanks to Alex, Jamie, Dan, Jerry, and JP for breathing new life into the show for me with this podcast. If you have not subscribed to Patreon, please do so immediately in order to help them produce this quality program all the way through to season 11. Thank you.
11: Hey Alex, Jamie and Dan, this is Robin, a long-time listener and I want to say it's been a great 99 shows and I just wanted to send in this clip to let you guys know I'm looking forward to the next 3 years with the crew. Thanks so much guys.
10: Hey Dan, Jamie and Al. This is Matt Thompson from Perth, Western Australia. So, 100 episodes of the Marriage with Children podcast, hey? Well, all I can say is I'm looking forward to the rest of the show. Come 2022, I'm going to be a very, very sad man. Sadder than Al had to bury his dodge. But yes, this is basically a dream come true for me. Having my favourite show of all time dissected to the T—something I've been doing on and off over the years since I was 16, when I first became a fan of the Bundys—thanks to fan sites, my own imagination, and a bit of fan fiction I've read. Really, you guys do a great job. I love when you go on a tangents. I love your analysis—the um, analysis of the chicks, the show. Oh my gosh, where do I begin? Where do I end? Honestly, may you keep up the good work, and uh, yes, I'm looking forward to Jerry doing some spots when Steve reappears in Season 6.
0: Hey guys, I just wanted to uh, make a clip for you for the 100th episode, I'm glad you're going strong. Um, I started watching Married with Children Season 3, I was about 7 or 8 years old, totally inappropriate, but I had my own TV, I could do what I want, and... Al Bundy quickly became a second father to me. Um, I watched them all the way up to uh, 97, my sophomore year in high school, um, when they sadly uh, then discontinued. Um, But my whole childhood, every Sunday night, uh, just Married with Children episodes. And uh, I have a lot of friends that are the same way. We still talk about it, maybe not daily, but weekly at the very least, we're always making Al Bundy and Married with Children references, um, trying to stump each other with trivia your podcast has been awesome um, finding you guys was a blessing it's so awesome uh, that there's others out there that feel the same way that are keeping this great the greatest show of all time going and uh, we listen every week and the way you dissect those episodes and um, as big as a fan of I am, as I am and as much as I think I know about the show you guys always pull out a fact or, or something that I didn't catch so it's like reliving the series all over again so thanks for that and keep it going strong
5: Now, during this scene, when Peg's talking and the Darcys are there, it is very clear that Peg's breasts are much larger uh, than they were, let's just say, guaranteed by season one. Um, Now, somehow I didn't notice when this change happened, or maybe I did and I forgot that I mentioned it, but God... I remember season one, guaranteed, because I'm thinking maybe season two also, but let's just say for just to be safe, season one, she really didn't have much under the shirt. And now (laughs) in this episode, I'm like, like, I almost got my eye poked out when I was watching this.
1: Let's go over to their house and watch videos. Marcy, that's a great idea. You'll bring the food and the movies, and we'll bring your VCR.
10: <laughs> Absolutely not,
8: Dad. I just got Kelly a babysitting gig, so tonight you have to stay up in the bedroom with Mom.
1: Oh, oh wow. we can break in my new lingerie. <laughs> I know. I'll wear the mood panties. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, let's do it let's go last one to your house gets to sit next to the wife
5: at that point when al is propositioned he agrees to head over to the darcy's escaping sex and getting a sex point
11: babysitting god the degradation
5: kelly knows a four syllable word i mean obviously obviously that just means being degraded but still that way of saying it it just it seems like she wouldn't use such a big word yeah
7: or at
6: least pronounce it correctly
7: (laughs) right can you imagine like kelly babysitting like if they made like a whole movie about it oh man
5: (laughs) that'd be great they should do that. No, they should have someone try to babysit her first, though, and then they die.
6: Yeah, they should do that, <laughs> they and then die? we should cover it on the show.
5: Mm. We should. Yes. First, got to get them to even cast people and write the whole script. Yeah, we'll, we'll get there. Just stick around on Patreon, guys. Remember, support the show. We have a Patreon where people donate $1 a month, if they feel like, or 5 if. They-
7: and we will not use those dollars at the nudie bar. We promise.
5: Yes, Just remember that.
7: (laughs) Now, an amazing
5: gag that I've loved my whole life.
14: You know,
11: the last time I babysat was for this stupid little boy. I got so sick of his whining that I held him over the toilet and I kept on flushing (laughs) it, telling him that the next time he'd be in it. From then on, every time he heard running water, he freaked. I just can't remember who that kid was, though.
5: Now Bud smiles in amusement after she's done telling this, as if he doesn't have a clue what she's who's who she's referring to. Then he cowers once the faucet starts going, <laughs> and then when it's done, he he stops as if he still doesn't realize it's him.
6: I think it's like a regressed memory. He, right? Um, you know he's.
5: Or a suppressed memory. Like,
6: he doesn't. It.
7: He doesn't even know he's reacting. He doesn't. Yeah, he just. He just is. No, once that PTSD pops in, I mean, it's game over. You know, like you go to another place.
5: Yeah, like, like he's in a trance. He really didn't know it was him. <laughs>
7: Like, he's, like, kind of like, kinda like uh, the same idea as, like, somebody being hypnotized or something. Right. And, like, something pops up and they just go right into it. Like, a, almost like a, just a natural reaction that you don't even realize you're doing
5: You don't know you're doing it.
7: Nope.
8: <laughs> that must be the client now.
11: Just can't figure it out, though. Why would people pay $120 just to babysit one kid?
8: I didn't say one kid, Kel. I said one family.
11: Which family? <laughs> The Hubbard's.
7: I wouldn't even, like, trust a competent person, like, to be in charge with seven kids. Like, that's almost impossible. But then you got Kelly. <laughs> Good luck. Yeah, would you
5: ever trust a 19-year-old girl to babysit seven of your kids? And why are all the kids so close in age? How the hell do they have <laughs> these kids?
6: It's like Octomom, but, you know, if one died.
5: <laughs> oh. oh, my God. Oh, M.G.
7: I'm a prom (laughs) night dumpster, baby. Nobody (laughs) loves me. (laughs) Two of the
6: Hubbard children, January and April, are played by Matt and Samantha Levitt, the son and daughter of Ron Levitt.
7: Oh, really?
5: Yes. Well, the one girl looked like Ron Levitt, the the one who said she peed. Yeah. I bet you that's one of them.
7: Right. But you know what's even better than that, though, is the one who played June Hubbard. And she was the little girl in Back to the Future 2 when Biff takes the ball. He's like, you want your ball back? And then he tucks it up in the gutter.
4: Go, Wow.
7: That's her? (laughs) That's that little girl, yeah.
5: (laughs) Well, Her real name is Irene Cashin? Correct. Nice.
7: Yep, she was also in Freddy's Nightmares.
5: Freddy's Nightmares. Again, you have to go through there to get to here, I'm telling you. (laughs)
7: <laughs> i know yeah man you gotta go through hell to get to heaven
5: yeah man uh agatha slash edith vernon was in nypd blue party of five mad tv
7: and living color in living color and who else do we got dan so march hubbard was played by joey simran and um he was in a couple of things he was everybody remember that movie brink He was in that. Mm -mm. He was Arnie. Uh, He's in Nine Months. He's in Little Giants. He was on Roseanne. And he also played uh, the young kid Dick Grayson in Batman the Animated Series, which is awesome. Wow. Remember that show? Like, that show was so dope. Amazing.
6: I know. Didn't you used to watch it, like, every day?
5: Every day. Yeah, you did. Like, every day.
7: Yep. Love that show.
5: Yeah. Still watch it. Little Giants, obviously. Uh, Al Bundy was in that. He was one of the
8: coaches. I got the money and I'm off to the
11: concert. Bud, don't leave me! I'm your sister! What means more to you, your sister or some little tramp?
5: Bud is off to the Vanilla Ice concert because a tramp means more to him than his sister.
6: (laughs) Wouldn't they be the same thing?
5: Oof! Oh wow look at uh, Jamie back to back with Kelly jabs first in oldies but youngins Jamie said uh, the first to do what catch a disease and now she's <laughs> saying there's no difference between a tramp and Kelly I don't know I think...
6: and you know I love Kelly I'm just I can't let the jokes just sit there
5: that's true you have to get them documented you're right they have to be on wax so Marcy wants to watch a couple movies.
9: Okay, now here are our choices. Anna Karenina, Beaches, Madam Sutsatska, or the one that was already in the VCR, Breast Monsters from Jupiter.
3: (laughs)
0: Well, I've already seen Breast Monsters, but I'll go around again. I won't spoil the ending for you, but... It involves breasts. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm game if the
2: ladies don't mind. Oh, we could watch that one second.
6: All of the actual films that Marcy rented are from the 80s. Uh, one of them was Beaches from 88, which I'm sure everyone knows. It's Bette Midler and Barbara Hershey.
7: Never heard of it.
6: When I, are you serious?
5: Mm-mm. Oh, come on. Everybody heard of that.
6: Oh come what? on! That the song no. "Wind Beneath My Wings" is from that movie.
7: Oh, that yeah, no, never heard of it. <laughs> wow.
6: Okay. Well, anyway, um, Anna Karenina is likely going to be the eighty-five version, and then Madame Sutska.
5: Sutsko. Sutsko.
7: Sutsko. Sutsko.
5: Madame
6: Su-sotska Su-sotska <laughs> is an eighty-eight British dr- <laughs> drama starring Shirley MacLaine.
7: <laughs> oh, I know her. And Catherine Isabel? <laughs> they, play, they played sisters. They were uh, werewolves.
0: Ah. Well, let's watch that Beaches one. You know, I, I wouldn't mind seeing a couple of college babes in string bikinis.
9: Actually, a complex tale about the enduring friendship of two women over a period of 18 years.
0: Ooh, two girls swapping tans on a beach for 18 years. <laughs> Pop it in. You yeah, know, we can watch it until they hit 30. <laughs> Then we watch breast monsters from Jupiter.
1: (laughs) Oh, relax, Al. You haven't even learned how to capture breasts on this planet yet. He loves them, you know, but he doesn't know how to handle them. You know, sometimes at night, he'll grab my knee, squeeze it, and say, Go on, say it. Who's the king, baby? Who's the king? my place in my book
0: (laughs) well in my defense uh, these days most things on her orbit around her knees
9: (laughs) shall we movie
5: (laughs) Marcy has the clapper I mean could that be any cornier if you have the clapper does that mean you are a loser
7: no, if you have the clap, you're a loser. <laughs> no, you're a winner.
5: You're just a loser in the end.
7: Yeah, you win, all right. That's a gift that keeps on giving. The
5: whole year long.
15: <laughs> Hello, Married with Children podcast fans. My name is Jerry, a.k.a. the ultimate fan of Steve. You might remember me from uh, me being on the podcast, obviously, but... Uh, But I hope you uh, still follow me along as I do fan commentaries for the Patreon. And uh, if you're a Patreon member, make sure to hit me up so I can get you on there. With that being said, I had to send in a clip to say congratulations to Alex, Dan, Jamie, and uh, JP, and myself. I'm throwing us on there because I can. For 100 episodes, that is amazing. This podcast is truly one of a kind and I honestly love every Wednesday getting to tune in to Jamie, Alex, and Dan coming in and killing it every single week they do an absolutely fantastic podcast and um congratulations guys thank you so much for continuing on thank you so much for uh, letting me steal uh, still a little bit of time to tell you how great Steve is cause damn Steve is awesome ok I, I promised I wouldn't go on too long about that so with that being said Just thank you, guys. You have been a wonderful part of my podcast listening. All three of you are are great friends of mine that I truly appreciate you, not only for your skills in podcasting, but for being wonderful people. Um, So, guys, thank you for doing this. And uh, everyone else, I'll see you on the Patreon. Later.
13: Hi, I'm Alyssa from Bakersfield, California. I've been following your podcast since day one. And um, I have been watching Married to Children since I was a kid, like most of us have. My favorite episode of Married to Children is uh, definitely You Better Shop Around, part one and two from season five. I just think that's classic Married to Children. It's them at their funniest, them at their peak. I'm more partial to the early, early seasons of Married to Children more than the later ones. I'm not a huge fan of nine through 11, seasons nine through 11. I do have some favorites in season eight. Uh, Banking on Marcy is pretty funny. The one where Al gets circumcised is pretty funny. Uh, I think that season five and eight are my favorite seasons, but I also love season two and four and three. I'm just not a huge fan of nine through 11. I think there were some good ones in there, but it was kind of hit and miss. Anyways, um, love the podcast. You guys are hilarious. And um, I am looking forward to getting to some of my favorite episodes. Thank you.
16: 100 episodes of the married with children podcast uh this is aaron duncan by the way i just wanted to say congratulations on a hundred freaking episodes you guys that's an insane amount of shows an insane amount of work and an insane amount of entertainment um every time i'm on the road every time i'm cleaning the house which isn't too often but if i did it every day the married with children podcast would be on so anytime i have free time it's usually on and inadvertently you guys have gotten me to watch the show which made my friends watch the show which made other friends and their friends and their brothers and their sisters watch the show so i really really appreciate you guys doing this whole thing of course jp jerry miss you guys i love it when there's a little special thing here and there but of course having jamie and dan on is a whole different thing um it's you know skeleton crew-esque, so I love that. And then, of course, sometimes you guys have really, really, really great guests on there. Um, the last two shows, I mean, they were just phew, unbelievable guest hosts. Anyway, I will talk to you guys a little later, and thanks for everything.
11: <laughs> honk, honk, said the goss. Goose.
3: Wow.
11: <laughs> oh. Goose. Goose. <laughs> As she swims to find A (laughs) A worm for dinner Very (laughs) good
5: What book is she reading exactly? Goody
6: Goose
5: Goody Goose Yes, an all-time favorite of mine Right up there with Cat in the Hat (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding, I don't like any of that crap (laughs) My parents used to read to me, Beavis and Buttheads, This Book Sucks. That was really good.
7: <laughs> Wait, is that a brilliant thing? Yeah, it's great. Nice. Mm-hmm. What should I say? Huh. <laughs> that was cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that rules. So, uh, the
5: kids correct her. Kelly doesn't know the letter A again. And now we know that she learned that. When Bud got her that newspaper hot off a bum's face, yeah, Yeah. she was doing the story about Spuds McKenzie. Right?
6: Yeah, and she says even in this episode that she spent years learning her ABDs.
5: (laughs) See? That's what I'm saying. It just doesn't make (laughs) sense. (laughs) Nope. So Kelly tells a a lame story to the kids, and then they throw a noose around her neck, and that seems to be the end. That's all we see until the very end. Uh, Was that story, you know, Al has those types of moments. Now, Kelly got one where she told a story of sorts about really her.
11: When the goose got where it was going, she met this really cool blonde goose who only had one name, Kelly. Cool, huh? Anyway, she was a model. Everybody thought that she was dumb, but she wasn't. (laughs) Anyway She was so beautiful That all the boys in fairyland Wanted her You know like Prince Charming And the guy with the pies and the sheep The guy shaped like an egg Dopey and Zeppo Curly and Moe And the other dwarfs, etc But instead of going to the fairy dance She had to babysit a bunch of Troll-like snot monsters who, if one of them squirts me with that gun, will die a horrible screaming death, along with his demon-seed brother and sister, Hubbards, at the hands of the mighty dragon beast Buck, who hasn't eaten for a thousand years.
9: And.
5: <laughs> uh, th- was that great to you guys, or, or not really? I wasn't so amazed by that. Eh. Yeah. Not really. <laughs> now they're all watching the movie Beaches, and they all have these inner thoughts, and that's what it is. Uh, Al, Peg, Marcy, and Jefferson are just sitting on the couch, and they, the camera goes right to them, and you just hear what they're thinking.
7: This I loved, by the way. Yeah. This was so great. But I also had uh, some thought bubbles going on uh, myself because anytime we're at Marcy's house, like do you guys just find yourself checking out the place, the set more than anything? I
6: do because we don't get to see it very often. right so right. Yeah.
7: And it's very similar to the Bundy house in a lot of ways with, like, the staircase being in the in the same exact spot almost. And, uh, yeah, it's just um, – I love that kind of stuff. Like you say, you don't get to see it enough. And I find, like, the whole time that scenes like this go on, I'm just trying to get the layout of the place. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um-
5: it's interesting that whole thing and to this point the shoe store because there's such elaborate and like well-done sets but they never overuse either one at all now the sh- that's going to change with the shoe store but Marcy's house uh thus far is hardly used at all
7: yeah i really liked it too the bricks in the back like it it, it gave it like you can You can totally buy that this house is on the same street as the Bundys, but the Bundys is not as as unique and and cool as theirs,
5: yeah, yeah, they could both be there, but you could tell who's living in each one also right
7: exactly yeah
5: now there's some goofs in this episode um now what what's the one in this scene, Jamie?
6: There are two bottles of beer standing upright on the coffee table then when Peg mentions to Al that that he hasn't even learned to capture breasts on this planet yet one of the bottles is somehow knocked down finally Mercy says shall we movie and both bottles are standing up again
5: now the other one is, is even more bizarre and I normally notice like those weird jump cut scenes what is the next one when Al says about orbiting around Peg's knees.
6: His left hand can be seen moving up to get some chips, yet when it immediately cuts to Jefferson and Marcy, his right hand is already coming out of the bag of chips, and his left hand is resting on his leg.
5: Yeah. Did you notice stuff like that, Dan? (laughs)
7: no (laughs) are you crazy bro i didn't notice it like now when the beer bottle fell did you see it fall i didn't notice any of these I don't like do like I don't notice stuff like that at all. I do think it's cool and I like watching like YouTube videos that always highlight stuff like that. It's yeah. fun <laughs> and it, and it's cool. It's like, "Oh, that's awesome, but do I notice stuff like that when it's going on?" Absolutely not.
5: Right. <laughs> I got to watch something an awful lot to start just looking around when when I'm watching it. Yeah.
7: Exactly.
9: It's time for no man to take a little break in the jiggly room. I'm the DJ and I'm gonna play a little bit of music that was on this week's episode of Marry with Children.
2: really wanted to do was play racquetball with the guys. Maybe ride a motorcycle cross-country. Go to California and become a porno star. <laughs> uh, but this is almost as much fun.
5: Now that seems like a lot more fun than what they're doing here, right? <laughs> <laughs>
7: <laughs> <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs>
5: Did you? Was that your fantasy ever in life, Dan? Did you ever say Why am I not a porn star? Why am I going to go get a regular job?
7: Uh, Who said it was just a fantasy? What do you mean? Oh, right. Remember, they did the cribs at my house, Alex, and the walls. They have absolutely nothing on it.
5: There's no soul at all in your house. (laughs) (laughs) Your soul is just emptiness, dude.
7: (laughs) (laughs) We're going back to jokes like six years ago.
5: <laughs> I know. Uh, if anybody wants to know what we're talking about, what's the name? Mark <laughs> Wood and his wife Francesca. I think her name is Francesca Lee. They're two porn stars, and they they did a cribs with them. And their house <laughs> is vacant of of any humanity or soul at all.
7: The, their house is as vacant as their eyes. <laughs> like this is nothing. It, it shows that. You have to be very
5: shallow or something. Like, you can have no depth to you if you're a porn star. And
7: by the way, I'm sure that couple's still together to this day.
5: Oh, yeah. Because it's a working relationship. He's, he said that she lets him bring home as many girls as he wants all the time. That's their secret to a successful marriage.
7: You can bring home as many STDs as you want, honey. I have the same ones.
5: <laughs> yeah, well... I don't know, he's still in the business So somehow he's, he's scot-free, I guess
1: What a life Is this it? Is this the end? Did it happen last night and no one told me? Gads It's Saturday night I should be out in the town Dressed in leopard Purring like a kitten and Carl the Mailman Malone's lawn. Oh, but this is almost as much fun
5: Now, Peg is sitting there fantasizing about Carl the Mailman Malone from the Utah Jazz. This here, Carl Malone telling you to tie your shoe. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. uh, I don't know. I don't... between him and george foreman i mean i don't know where they're getting their their taste from but these are not really attractive guys
7: (laughs) by george i think he's got it
5: (laughs) but as as jamie said somebody must fantasize about him because he has five kids so what do i know (laughs) al picks his ear he really has nothing to offer right away
6: (laughs) i love that Wait, he goes peg would love to see this he's
0: so proud Hey, Peggy want to see this
9: I know what they're all thinking Marcy has the smallest breasts in the room Well, I'm happy about it, happy, I tell you They are perfectly symmetrical for my frame And I'm happy about it, happy, I tell you Besides, I'm smart have a big brain
5: that's
9: what men really want milk dud tootsie
5: roll (laughs) which I don't believe
7: wait you don't believe that she called him a tootsie roll
5: I'm sure Jefferson is just well enough endowed that he is not self-conscious about anything that's my buddy why would he be referring to her breasts anyway like no no matter what he said (laughs) right milk
7: dud it's just funny. <laughs> the one The one reason I
5: the one reason I agree with uh, Jefferson is because they do get stuck in your teeth.
7: Did you guys ever <laughs> try the the, the non chocolate Tootsie Rolls? Like the oh, vanilla, yeah,
6: the, fruit, the fruit ones. I love the vanilla ones, but they also have yeah. orange and lime. Oh God. Um. Here's some. Here's a little word of advice. Yes. As long as we're talking about milk duds and getting stuck in your teeth, it makes me think of Sugar Daddy. Hmm. Never ever 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 eat a sugar daddy. Without that a flathead screwdriver? No, if you have <laughs> if you have a tongue ring. Ooh. Because when I was <laughs> years ago, like back in the nineties, I was working at a convenience store, and I had a here's everyone's favorite part. <laughs> here's a random Jamie story. I was <laughs> I was working at a convenience store, and I had a tongue ring, and I was eating a sugar daddy, and it got... When the caramel <laughs> softened, it... Like, it... And you pull it, it wrapped around my tongue ring.
5: Oh, my God. Oh, no. And
6: then... So I couldn't get it off my tongue ring. And then, for whatever reason, I drank something. I took a sip of my drink, which was cold. Yeah. And it, and it just hardened it immediately. No! So I wow. had this hard... This hard sugar daddy, like just entwined around my tongue ring.
5: That's awesome. You could taste it
7: for
3: days.
7: (laughs) (laughs) That was not the story I expected when you said tongue rings and sugar daddies. I was like, where's
5: this going? Yeah, they demanded it. (laughs) Uh, They were kinky.
6: That's how you keep from having sugar babies. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Oh,
5: yes, it is. (laughs) It'll never get down there. So, so when Al was younger, he would have beat the hell out of Jefferson and made Marcy hold his jacket. Now, why? Why would you do that to this guy? So far, I'm liking Jefferson, man. I already know know I like him. I'll tell
7: you what. I'll tell you what. If he tried that, the Fawns wouldn't uh, think too kindly of it. Yeah, he'd bust in and protect this guy. Yeah.
5: Like he's (laughs) done many times before. And then peg would be holding his jacket you got it you got it
7: uh, uh,
5: uh. wow that was a real nice tie in <laughs> you know guys Fonzie wore a leather jacket no nobody it was gray before that no
7: so Al goes <laughs> <laughs> I need your attention now kids yeah
5: did you ever see when Fonzie wore that weird gray jacket before they really like nailed down his character it was so weird it was like cloth. <laughs>
6: It was like, a, it always reminded me of a members-only jacket.
7: <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Like, it looks like he, uh, he was like a mechanic or something.
6: Yeah, well, he was a mechanic, so there you go.
7: Yeah, probably is yeah. Well, how was he a mechanic? He, like, kicks the jukebox. No, he was still a mechanic
5: by day. He kicked the jukebox at night. Oh.
13: <laughs> <laughs> I am a nighttime jukebox kicker.
5: And actually, he would hit it with his fist
13: box
5: kicker. Al goes back to his football fantasies.
0: God, I was great when I was a kid. A football hero. Young, strong, fast, indestructible. Memories <laughs> of the world I left behind. Misty, water memories of the way we were.
1: Shattered pictures of the smiles I left behind, smiles we gave to one another for the way we were
5: and and now remember this is all in their heads. nobody's right. saying anything out loud, and then they all start singing. While watching Beaches, so I guess that wasn't really all that gripping, right? Everyone's, like, zoning out, thinking about their horrible life, and singing.
6: I love Beaches, but, um, well, the the name of the song is The Way We Were, and that's from a 1973 Barbara Streisand film with Robert Redford. Huh. Can it be
2: that it was all so simple then? Or has time rewritten every line?
9: If we had the chance to do it all again, tell me, would we? Could we?
3: Maybe. 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 Maybe.
8: Was too painful to remember.
3: (laughs) We simply choose to.
5: So, Bud comes home, the house is destroyed, Bud doesn't even seem to be fazed by it, he could care less, because something else is on his mind. Even when he walks up to Kelly, she's tied to a banister, but that fazes him uh, just as much, which is nothing at all.
8: Nothing?
5: Not, he's not fazed in the least. No.
8: Nope. Hi, kill. <laughs> the greatest thing. I got her front row. I got her backstage. I got her. <laughs>
5: Now, does that imply sex? We really don't know. I would say yes. But I don't know, man. I just can't see that. Oh, well, you brought me backstage, so okay, I'll do this. Because I think if she already got backstage, why do you still have to have sex with them?
7: It's too vague, though. And I don't think it does count.
3: Because
7: hmm. it's too vague. Ba- and I think that with the lines that they've used on this show, they could have implied it much more heavily. And because of that that i have to say that it, that's a no jamie
6: ooh, i don't know i was giving i was saying yes before but i mean you do make a good point
7: mm. why not drive that point home? well what like, would he really mean bad.
6: by what else would he mean by got her i mean is if it was just making out he did that
5: earlier right that wouldn't be something that he'd be in cloud nine about
7: but it, it could even be something as simple as winning her over, you know?
5: Huh, butt seems more shallow than to be happy about something that simple.
7: That's a good point. No, as I said it, I, I thought exactly what you just said. I'm like, nah, never mind. Yeah, they
5: just want full <laughs> gains from people.
7: <laughs> no, you literally said it just as I was thinking it too. It was perfect.
11: <laughs> I was so cool. Could you untie me, please?
8: Well, I'm not sure. Would you be mad if I said I spent your share of the money on my date? I'd kill you. Well then, I'll see you in the morning. If you need me, I'll be upstairs. The bad thing do make you sleepy.
5: But either way, I think it is absolutely verified because his last line, the bad thing do make you sleepy, that is pretty much confirmation to me that he did have sex tonight. Well, Bud leaves Kelly tied up because he spent her share of the money on his date. Now, guys, don't feel bad for Kelly. She has done this to Bud in the past.
11: Kel, did you get the tickets for the concert? I sure did, and backstage passes. Right, Kel, you're a goddess. Give me my tickets. Oh, I decided not to get you any. See, it was either use your money to get four regular concert tickets or to get two tickets and two backstage passes for me. So I'm taking my ugly friend Mandy. That way, Jimmy will only look at me. I'm so happy. (laughs) Well, Kel, I'm happy for you, but what the hell about me? (laughs) Oh, Bud, I'm going to meet Jimmy Dick.
3: (laughs) So
5: Kelly did that to Bud in February of 1988. And Bud vowed revenge.
8: You know I'll devote the rest of my life to get revenge on you.
11: Well, I'm not too worried. See, I'll always have the smell of clearasil to warn me that you're coming.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
5: but I guess Kelly's senses were down. She didn't smell the clearasil, and Bud got his revenge. Three years and one month later, from the episode "The Great Escape," when she did it. to kids. What are you gonna do? Bud made good on his promise. So, do not feel bad for our little boy-go-round. I mean, uh, our pumpkin. <laughs> what am I, Jamie? I can't start insulting Kelly. <laughs>
8: <laughs> hey, Bundy Universe. This is Chris from Sri Lanka. And you're listening to the Married with Children podcast. And I have a Facebook page. It's called... Reliving Married with Children. I hope you like and follow my page and maybe I'll catch you in the Married with Children podcast group
14: sometime. Take care now. No, ma'am, we'll be right back to wrap up this week's review. Be sure to join their Facebook group page for all the podcast news and updates. Be sure to subscribe to them on the Apple Podcast app and please leave a review telling them what you think of the show. To subscribe to their YouTube channel, just go to Channels and search up Married with Children Podcast. Now they're available on the TV Time app. Go to your app store and type in TV Time. Join their Patreon and support your favorite podcast with a small monthly donation. You can email them at marriedwchildrenpodcast at gmail.com thanks for checking out this review Now Dan Jeannie and Alex are going to give their final thoughts on this week's episode.
5: All right how many kid how many Hubbard kids are we babysitting for this episode out of five Dan
7: um, I would give this episode uh, a solid four out of five um, I really liked it. I thought it was just fun overall. I think that, you know, we made the joke earlier, but the fact that they really can just recycle such a kind of a mundane plot line, which is like they just want money and they just go off with that. Uh, They just go from there and and do what they do with it. Um, I think it's great. And they made some great jokes in this one. I thought that that last scene when they were all singing in their heads (laughs) was so funny. One weird thing, though, I do want to say before we end it, too. Did anybody else notice Ed O'Neill's voice while he was, um, you know, overdubbing in that when he was singing and all that? It sounded a little off, like maybe he was sick or something. Did anybody else pick up on that? I just thought it was it didn't really sound like Al Bundy. I did not pick up I on
6: it. don't know. I did not. Okay. I think you made that up. No, I
7: picked Jamie. No, I, I really did like this episode though. I thought it was fun. I like I said I liked going into um into Marcy and Jefferson's house. That was that's always fun cuz like you said you don't get to do that that often. Yep. And overall, <clears throat> I think the episode just flowed well. I thought it ended great with that scene where Kelly's still tied up. Revenge. Revenge. Yeah, yeah. And some of the credits, uh, you know, was pretty cool. Uh seeing the little girl from Back to the Future two <laughs> and and some other people and it it was it was great. It was a fun episode. So I would babysit four kids for this episode.
5: Nice. Jamie, how many Hubbard children are you babysitting out of five for this episode?
6: I think I'm going to do I'll babysit three point five kids.
5: Mm-hmm. Well, wow, that's gonna hurt.
6: I don't want. Yeah, I don't want to imagine how I'm gonna do that half a kid. But you know, we'll, take you the just,
5: legs. But uh, <laughs> they're quieter.
6: Yeah, uh, there were things I really, I did really like about this. I liked that we went to Stephen Marcy, uh, Stephen Marcy's, uh, Marcy Dar- Marcy Je- Marcy. Good heavens! I liked that we went to Marcy and Jeffersons. I liked the part where they were all singing the way we were. Yes. Um. However. Some of this stuff just didn't seem to, it, it was weird to me, like, Peg and Al going to the mall, when is that happening? Kelly just randomly getting this job, like, being willing to do labor, I, it just, it seemed, like, kind of, I don't know, out of place and just bizarre, but.
5: She had to meet Renee.
6: There were things I did, I did really like, so that's true. <laughs> Um, so I'll go I'll go 3.5. It's not one of my favorite episodes of the season, and we've had some really good episodes this season. And this one is just a little bit lower for me.
5: Hmm. Yeah, I get it. Uh, I am babysitting four out of five Hubbard children for this episode. I really liked it. Um, it was... It was a little shaky when I thought they were going to go for the same premise back-to-back. Back. Luckily, they bailed, and they just both happened to need money at the same time, and we just had to find a way that it would happen. Oiling up Bud was funny. Kelly rolling down the hill was funny. Kelly babysitting. Um, that was sort of funny. Her story wasn't very good, um, so that scene didn't pay off like in an, any insane way, Bud having a I think a good-looking chick was a cool thing to see, uh, especially she's like hooking up with him. He's on top of her. He gets the the mango treatment. This is the second girl who's talking about Vanilla Ice concerts with Bud. <laughs> so that's funny. They just keep on with that. <laughs> um, and I I do love the whole thing of uh, them all watching the movie, the thoughts in their head, all of them singing. It was just a really cool moment sort of a low-key episode that was cool the whole time, though. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. I give it a 4 out of Um, 5. So, this was our 100th episode. And I just want to say thank you to everyone who submitted those audio clips to us. We really appreciate it.
7: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, thank you, guys. That was uh, was some awesome stuff that we got. Very nice things. Appreciate it.
6: Yeah, that means so much to me. And... I, well, it means so much to all of us, and makes me feel special. Makes me feel pretty.
7: Jamie, you are special.
5: <laughs> yeah, a lot of nice things were said. Uh, really appreciate it. Glad that the show resonated with you guys. When you do a topic like married with children, it's it's very um, specific, obviously, because there's no other show in the world <laughs> like this. Uh, <laughs> so, so it's it's a good thing when you know if you're such a huge fan and you actually end up liking the podcast that must be like a really cool thing because you know yeah there's no other one because my wife has been looking for um, a podcast about friends the tv show and we were we went to new york and on the way home i swear we tried out like three of them and they were All unlistenable. Like, I don't even know how those people thought they should have a microphone in front of them or that (laughs) anything they say should be recorded because it was just so bad. And she was like, wow, I never realized you are really good. And I was like, no, I just think other people are really bad. (laughs) but either way i'm glad we're not really bad to you guys you know if you're still here at 100 episodes that means we're not as bad as the people i listened to this weekend
7: and and i do love everybody though in the community too um everybody loves this show um married with children not our show no no nobody loves this show no they love us like <laughs> we get we get great feedback all the time from this show and um yeah Th- and thanks everyone for sticking with us all throughout 2018 this is going to be our last show of
5: 2018 wow man yeah crazy right yeah and i do want to give a shout out we have one new member of the married with children podcast research team His name is Kevin Pishkin, and he is a huge fan of Marrow Children, and he's been contributing to the Marrow Children uh, podcast research team for about uh, five episodes now.
7: Really? Was he the one who said something about the bottle? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. He noticed the bottle (laughs) falling. No,
5: I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Kevin. (laughs) (laughs) No, he
7: does notice uh, a
5: lot of things, though.
7: Right on. Well, thank you, man.
5: Yeah, he has definitely made our show uh, a little more well-rounded. So... Thanks, guys. 100 shows. It's really fun. Uh, It's been a great time. Looking forward to 2019. So the next show is going to be a Patreon exclusive. We haven't really done too much for Patreon, yet everybody has been cool, and they have still been supporting the show because, you know, they know that the regular show is what you're really supporting. Um, The exclusives, it's just so hard to do a weekly show with all these schedules. We can't. We hardly have time to do this. So to do a lot of exclusives is not really a thing that's possible. And they've understood that. And they've just been supporting the regular show. You know, five years, highly produced show, every week. It's a lot. We're going to give this next episode, because, you know, Jamie's mentioned a few times, it's not really even a Married with Children episode. It's just this backdoor pilot, uh, backdoor spin-off show, pilot, I guess called Top of the Heap. Al loses his television set in a neighborhood boxing bet. Even so, he and the boxer's dad advise defeated fighter Vinny to marry a rich woman and forget about a career. So, we're (laughs) going (laughs) to... We're going to review... Wow. Yeah, that sounds really good, right? Yeah, great. Let's get to it. So, if you want to hear the exclusive shows, all you need... ...is like a PayPal or whatever, go to the Patreon website, look up Marrow with Children Podcast, and you can get it. Now, here's the only downside to this entire show. We need some time off, so that show will be exclusive to Patreon, but it won't even be this next coming Wednesday... ...because that's New Year's, we need to take the holidays off. We have a lot to catch up on. Uh, We're probably just going to take one week off doing nothing... The next week, we'll come back for that Patreon-exclusive Top of the Heap. And then the week after that, we're going to start You Better Shop Around, Part 1. So to the general public, you will not hear from us for two full weeks. If you think you're going to miss us in all that time, then go to the Patreon. And then you could listen to the Steve Goodbye Show, the Season 3 and 4 Wrap-Up Show, which was the greatest times ever... You can hear Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead review. You can watch all of Jerry's exclusive video commentaries that he does with other Patreon members. It's only five bucks you can get all that. So there's really no reason for you to miss anything for all that time. There's plenty of content to fill those two weeks for you.
7: Yep, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year.
3: Oh, oh, oh!
5: See you later, guys. Happy New Year.
6: Happy New Year! Thank you.